City Church. This is Whitney Nato, and we are here today with City Church together on Thursday, October 8th. And I will be bringing to you a passage of scripture that I have been meditating on all week and have been teasing through a lot of different questions and wanted to uh, share with you to see um, what your your thoughts and, and prayer life um, could be encouraged by this week. And so we are going to look at Isaiah 30 um, and different passages throughout Isaiah 30 so that you have a full understanding, um, at least of what's going on in, in that particular chapter. So I will read uh, specific passages uh, and you can follow along. But Isaiah 30, 1 through 2, Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine, and who make an alliance, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who set out to go down to Egypt without asking for my direction, to take refuge in the protection of Pharaoh, and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. And then verses 9 and 10, for they are a rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy illusions. And then verses 18 through 22. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself any more. But your eyes shall see your teacher, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, then you will defile your carved idols overlaid with silver and your gold-plated metal images. You will scatter them as unclean things. You will say to them, be gone. And that was a lot. Um, But I wanted to give you the full context because what is happening in Isaiah 30 is that uh, Judah is uh, scared of a people, the Assyrians, um, which I think in the Old Testament is... um, a common theme of there being enemies and the people of God being scared about whether or not they'll be protected or whether or not they'll win a fight. And in this particular passage, as I was reading it, I was uh, surprised to see that um, the people of Israel went back to Egypt as their rescuers in this particular situation, the people that they had just been rescued from Instead of waiting on God, and it had me thinking how many times we go back to the same idols, the same kingdoms in the midst of suffering or in the midst of waiting, even though we have seen that those um, those idols are oppressive and those idols um, take from us for whatever reason in the midst of, of hardship when we forget um, our God who loves us, the father we have. Um, we tend to go back to Egypt. And so as I read this, I I was meditating and would encourage you to meditate on um, whether it's particularly right now in suffering or in the past, what are, what are your habits of, um, of finding refuge that are outside of God? 
Um, for me, I know that wisdom and knowledge is my go-to. If I can just know enough about a topic, then I can alleviate suffering in my own life or in other people's lives. Um, I'm currently reading a book on the teenage brain to understand um, how to how to raise teenagers. Um, and so while that's probably really helpful, it's also my habit of trying to control um and limit suffering in the lives of those around me. Um, and so I oftentimes forget to even be gracious with with my own kids um, because I read a book and I think, well, if, if you just do what this book says and you won't suffer, everything will be fine. I won't suffer. Um, and as I read through Isaiah 30, I thought of how often God, our father, is the same way, just saying that he knows our way. Um, It even says it in Isaiah 32 that they set out to go down to Egypt without asking for his direction. And how often for parents, it grieves us when our kids go out in a a direction without asking us. And we know that it's going to bring more hardship. Um, And then if you go to Isaiah 30, 10, it says that they just wanted the the prophets to speak speak smooth things to them. Um, don't tell me how bad it can be. Just tell me the good side of my idol. Um, they wanted them to prophesy illusions, and I know that is our temptation is to to want to live in an escapism um, fantasy world where um, that we can still choose our own direction, one that's different from God, but not suffer the way scripture says that we will from being disconnected from our creator and our father. And um, we want to pretend that the things of this world can satisfy us because the world makes it look so appealing. Um, And I wanted to share that first part because the second part is so beautiful. Um, We're we're in Isaiah 30, 18. It says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. Um, I I know that at times I thought, Lord, why aren't you fixing this faster? Why are you intervening faster? But to imagine that in my waiting, the Lord is also waiting with me is so connecting. Um, It means that he is in um, the suffering with me. Um, It means that he does have a plan. He waits to be gracious to you. Um, because he is a God of justice. He knows what is going to bring about his perfect plan for salvation, his perfect plan for us to see him rightly, his perfect plan for us to be sanctified in his son. Um, and then the the subsequent uh, past, or verses tell us basically about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is going to direct us if we listen um, and how even with the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, our teacher is not going to hide himself, that he is going to be with us. And so to, to know that in our suffering, that waiting, and there's so much throughout scripture, obviously. Um, I know that we waited uh, for a very long time for Jesus uh, to be born and then to die and then to resurrect and we're waiting for him to return. So waiting is definitely a picture of a believer. And so waiting does not mean he is absent throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament. He is near. Um, and so as I read Isaiah 30, 18, I was so encouraged by the fact that he waits to be gracious to us. He waits to enter in and give us um, his kindness and uh even, you know, as we know, when Jesus died in our place, his identity. Um, and, and we so often in that waiting just want to turn back to things that can satisfy us briefly. And he's he's drawing us back in his graciousness, even as we turn consistently back to old idols. Um, he draws us back into into his loving grace. And so today I just wanted to to share just what God had been teaching me about 
my tendencies towards idolatry and just even my tendencies to forget that he waits to be gracious to us because I I tend to believe the lie um, that in the waiting, God is absent or in the waiting, God has turned his grace away from me. And that is not true from his word. Um, and so I want to even pray that over you today, whatever suffering, um, you might be experiencing, whatever waiting you might be experiencing that you, you turn to God in those, in those times and you turn to God in those emotions and know that he is near. Uh, so I'm going to pray over, over you. And, um, I hope that you take some more time in this passage because there's even more than, uh, what I shared today, uh, God, thank you so much for this opportunity to to speak to the people, um, my family of City Church, um, and to share just what what your word has been showing me, God, about my tendencies to to forget you in the midst of difficulty, to forget you in the midst of waiting, and to try to go ahead in my own direction, um, in some ways, in knowledge and wisdom, thinking that I'm doing it with you, but I, I don't do it with you. I do it out of my own strength and out of my own wisdom, and God, I just I confess to you that I need you in the waiting. I need you to remind me that you're near, um, God, and that you are a God of justice and that you will bring out um, uh, your goodness and your salvation for all. And, and, and God, that you are waiting with me and I can call on you um, during those those difficult times and and. Um, ask you to remind me that you're near. Ask, ask you to show me the way, God, as it says in Isaiah. Um, God, and I am so thankful that you forgive us of, of our temptations towards other kingdoms and our temptations um, towards other idols. God, that you forgive us, um, God, that you wash us clean, um, God, and that in that you direct us in a new way. So I ask today that the people of our church ask you, God, where they've been going a different direction without you, um, God, that they confess that to you, um, God, and that in, in being washed clean by your son's blood, that they move in a direction of waiting with you. I ask this in your son's name. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.